Hello, and welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, but we know this is simply not true. This is a Canadian podcast about the myths, legends, and just good old stories Canada has to tell. I'm Canadian Girl. I'm so happy to have you here on the crew so we can discover so much more of what's really going on in our skies, waters, and our fields. Our second adventure takes us to Alberta to a very small town known as Duhamel, Alberta, a tiny hamlet located on Highway 21, 100 kilometers or 62 miles southeast of Edmonton, and just 20 kilometers or 12 miles southwest of Camrose. In 2016, the tiny hamlet would record a record-breaking population of 47 people living in 18 dwellings. So, in 1967, though I did try to find the population and failed, I'm guessing the population when our story takes place was much smaller. Let's say it was most likely less than 25 people and maybe 5 to 8 dwellings? So yes, it's a very small hamlet indeed. Not the place you'd think anyone ever traveling from, say, outer space would want to make a pit stop back in August 1967. Or maybe it was the perfect spot because no one was around at all. A little bit of history first. The very first suspected crop circle in Alberta was reported in 1925 in Lee Shore, Alberta, located in Lamont County. The simple small circles were only about a couple meters or about six feet in diameter, were found in a wheat field flattened right down to the ground. They were not the complex circles we see today that can be about 700 meters or or 2,300 feet. Those are much bigger. Crop circles are known to occur near such things as very religious locations or communities. Lee Shore, Alberta has one of the oldest Ukrainian settlements in Canada, dating back to 1894, and it's also known for having more churches per capita than anywhere else in North America. That's right, Lamont County has over 40 historical churches there's even a self-driving tour, so you can see them all. Of course, I'll include a link below. Another interesting fact. This place is not far at all from where our story takes place. Only about an hour and 15 minute drive to the north. Crop circles are also believed to represent mathematical equations, astronomical bodies, religious symbols, extraterrestrial life, and animals. Some believe they are messages or signs preparing us for the arrival of something much bigger. But let's head over to Duhamel, Alberta, where our story takes place. It's the end of July and early August when it all begins with strange sightings being seen all around the small hamlet. It's reported that in local papers just weeks before, UFOs were reported to be around the area and people were claiming to be having strange experiences. One of those reports states two girls claimed to have seen a large cream-colored object that was bobbing up and down as if trying to attract someone's attention. These two girls only lived about a mile away from where our story takes place. 
On Saturday, August the 5th, 1967, a local farmer, Mr. Edgar Schelke, I hope I said that close to right, in Duhamel, Alberta, would go wandering out into his field in search of his herd of cows who had not returned after a heavy rainstorm that Friday night. This is not something the farmer had to do often, as his herd would normally just return to the farm on their own. He hadn't been out to that pasture in weeks. Worried his herd may be trapped or spooked by something, he went out looking for them. When he got out to his pasture, on a patch of higher ground, he found a strange circle mark that he could not explain. He thought maybe it was a strange mark made from lightning, possibly. Not knowing what to think, he mentioned it to his neighbor the next day, who is quickly claimed to have yelled out, Oh, it must be a flying saucer. The neighbor quickly contacted a man named Mr. Ray Sanders, who was a local teacher and UFO enthusiast. The three began looking around for clues, and Mr. Sanders took samples to send to the UFO Society in Edmonton. When they suddenly came across three more circles, the men were astonished. There was now four rings in Edgar's pasture. The smallest circle would measure 31 feet in diameter and 9 inches in width, and the largest was slightly more oval shape and 36 feet in diameter and 3 inches in width. The other three were all circular. They are different than the crop circles we see today. They are more like rings than full circles. You can see pictures of them below. Please go check them out. They are very unique and are said to be one of the first well-documented accounts of crop circles in Canada. News would travel fast in such a small area and people would come from all around to see the strange marks in the field. People actually drove right through the pasture and walked in the circles and all around them. The local Camrose Canadian newspaper would call them the What's It Circles, as they had never seen anything like them before. This drew even more attention. When the original investigator from the Canadian Armed Forces in Edmonton, Dr. G. H. Jones of the Defence Research Board of Sheffield, was finally sent to the site, on Friday, August the 11th, at the request of Mr. A.P.R. Lambert, the Superintendent of Logistics, to carry out an investigation, a week had passed since the circles were first found. Dr. Jones could see the marks stood out very distinctly in the grass and were pressed into the ground in one circular direction, suggesting movement in a circular manner. Unlike the tire tracks made in the pasture from all the visitors lately, those were hardly even visible and were made after the circles. No chemical or radioactivity was found in the area. The farmer made it very clear to the investigator he had no idea when the marks were made, as he did not often tend to the pasture and he was very clear that none of his farm equipment could make a mark of that kind in the grass. Dr. Jones would admit to Edgar he was completely confused by the marks in his field. He knew coming to the pasture that the local reports and opinions were that one or more UFOs had possibly made landing. Dr. Jones would report three rings to be circular, one was more of a horseshoe type shape and not a fully closed circle. There is no evidence outside the circle to point towards a hoax. 
there are no exhaust, scorch marks, or disturbances of any loose surface material. The official UFO report from Dr. Jones is available for you to read below. With no tracks heading in or out around the circles, it was hard to believe it was just a hoax. Plus, Edgar himself does not believe in UFOs. He had heard nothing of the local reports of the strange experiences happening in his area, and crop circles had not really been heard of yet. They catch on around the 1980s. One theory that was put out there was that a wheel of a tractor had been left out for some time or was used to make the mark. But the tractor tire would have to be at least three times heavier to leave the marks that were left behind. And there is no tracks to or from the circles, so with lack of evidence, this theory was quickly squashed. Those who believe they were made by UFOs argue that the objects entered and left vertically, leaving no other markings in the area. They also point to how serious the incident was taken by the military at the time, and other government officials. Something they would most likely laugh about today, and would not do much for a few circles in a field, since nowadays, most believe them to be just a hoax. In the end, the investigator concluded he had not seen anything like them before, and suggested contacting a competent authority where similar markings have been seen before. To this day, this case is still considered to be unsolved by the Department of National Defense. Just before we head out of here today, UFO crew, I just wanted to point out a few interesting things I noticed while doing my research. Here in Canada in 1967, we had a lot of UFO sightings. I couldn't find a number for sure, but I did find one site that claimed in 1966 we had 40 UFOs reported through the government and in 1967, it went up to 170. So yeah, we saw a few more that year. And there was some pretty famous ones too. Sightings like the Falcon Lake Manitoba incident, which is probably one of Canada's most famous UFO cases. If you went on the Shag Harbor UFO mystery with me in episode eight, that happened in 1967 as well. I've also talked about our official UFO landing pad here in St. Paul, Alberta a few times on the channel. It was the very first one built and was ready on June 3, 1967, that very busy year. She was opened and ready to accept anyone from out there in the galaxy looking for a place to land. I'm Canadian Girl. Thank you so much for joining me today on this adventure. Until next time.